Hey gang, it's Brian from FX Billiards. Today we are going to talk about 10 rookie mistakes that everybody makes. I don't care who you are, you've done at least one or two of these things throughout the course of the year. And of course, if you're new to the game or you're a beginner player or a low intermediate player, you probably do these things more often. But beginner players and advanced players need to be aware of these things so that we can avoid them going forward. The difference between the beginner player and the advanced player is the beginner player is not quite as aware of them as the advanced player. Another interesting fact is the advanced players can spot these issues when someone else is at the table, but a lot of times overlook them when they are at the table. So it's important that you're aware of these issues so that you can avoid them when you yourself are at the table. Item number one, chalk up. I don't care what kind of chalk you have. Part of your routine should be to put chalk on the tip. If you have a premium chalk that'll stay on your tip throughout two, three racks, that's fine. If you choose not to chalk up, knock yourself out, but you have to ask the question, and this is the funny thing about premium chalks like Kamui that will stay on your tip, honestly, 15, 16 shots, is at what point do you go to the chalk? Is it after 15 shots? Is it after 10 shots? Is it after five? I hear people tell me all the time, well, I don't need to chalk up after every shot because my chalk stays on the tip. But you have no idea at which point it's off the tip. You shoot 15 or 20 draw shots, you've got a lot less chalk on your tip than if you shoot 15 or 20 shots where you're hitting center ball. So get in the habit of chalking up, even if you have to use a less expensive chalk to make sure you do it because you're not always gonna have your premium chalk and chalking up should be a habit that you develop. I actually had a guy hit me in the comments and he said, oh, you said in one of your videos I should chalk up after every shot. What am I, some kind of wannabe professional? Now you wanna be a good player. So make sure there's chalk on your stick. Even if your, your chalk is so expensive and so premium that it's gonna stay on your tip, make it part of your pre-shot routine to at least examine the chalk and make sure it's still there because just because you have a premium chalk does not mean that you should skip up the chalking process. Your pre-shot routine. The difference between amateurs and professionals when it comes to addressing the shot is having a pre-shot routine. You should try as often as possible to do the same thing every time. And you're going to get away from it. There's no question about it. Sometimes we get in a rhythm and we're running a rack or you know our favorite song is on or something like that happens and we get out of our pre-shot routine. But guys say to me all the time, oh, I can't make that straight shot down table, Brian, what is it? And one time, they, they look at it, they get down on the shot, and they shoot the shot, and it's in the back of the pocket. And they say, oh yeah, well I made it that time. And I say, okay, well get down on the shot and shoot it again. And then the next time they shoot the shot, they come around here, they step back instead of stepping forward, they didn't put any chalk on the stick, and they expect to have the same results. Now you might have the same results, but the reality is do things over and over again the same way whenever possible. You know, when we hear those balls slap the back of that pocket, that is the equivalent to a slam dunk in pool. Especially in the United States, we grew up shooting way, way, way too hard. 
One of the things that happens is a lot of beginner players see a shot like that and they think that it's normal to hit the ball that hard and slap the back of that pocket. What they're miscalculating, what they're not understanding is that that shot was a six foot stop shot and had to be shot a little bit above speed in order to stun the cue ball where it was. Now I could have pulled it off with a little bit less, but at the same time, don't mistake these shots for slamming the balls. Every beginner player I've ever met hits the ball too hard. I can go in a, a random bar right now and the next person to shoot is going to hit the ball too hard. And what is too hard? Anything in excess of what you need to shoot in order to get the position you need to get, get the ball to the pocket and have control over the cue ball is hitting the ball too hard. If you want to slam them into the back of the pocket but you have total cue ball control and you're not missing shots as a result, knock yourself out. But hitting the balls too hard and wondering why you miss, uh, chances are it's because you're winding up on that shot, you don't have as much control over it, and all of us have been victims of doing that. It is a great feeling to shoot that last ball, especially into the back of the pocket, but keep in mind, this game is about position and cue ball control, and if you don't have that kind of control on your shot, slow down, don't hit the ball as hard. Okay, gang, our next item, our next mistake is the misuse of ball in hand. If I give ball in hand with stripes to a lot of beginner, even lower intermediate players right now, they may take this ball and put it here and shoot that nine in this corner pocket. They saw a couple videos. I said, hey, take care of your problem shots first. They recognized this as a problem shot and they shot it in. They might even take it and shoot that 15 straight in. I've seen players that would have shot that 10 ball straight in the side. When you have ball in hand, you need to leverage it. You need to be thinking, I'm out from here. I've got ball in hand, I'm out from here. Even if you don't have the skills to pull off all the shots, you certainly have the skills to get on the next at least two or three balls. When you have ball in hand, the chances are you are not just putting a ball down and shooting it straight in the side pocket. What you want to do is use this to solve problems. You've got two problems here. You might not even recognize that they're problems yet. But this nine is below the eight, which you want to make here most likely. And the 15 is being blocked by these two balls. So how do you solve both, both of those problems? You don't solve it by putting the cue ball there and shooting this straight in the pocket. You certainly don't solve it by putting the cue ball there and shooting the 15 in and then trying to work your way around and get back on this nine and then back on this eight. It's just going to be a difficult run out for you. Advanced players, you can give, you can just pick a ball and you're probably going to be out from here. But beginner and intermediate players try to see a pattern that's going to get you out when you have ball in hand. So let's shoot this the way I would shoot it if I was an intermediate player, if I was a beginner player, and you'll get an idea exactly what I'm talking about. As I said, as an advanced player, you can pick a ball Get me started on any ball, I'm probably going to get out. But as a beginner player, intermediate player, find the pattern. 
right now the pattern is 9, 15, 14, 11, 10, 8. We're actually making a little circle here. That's how easy it is. And we'll be on the 8 ball if we use that 10 ball as a key ball. So let's play them out. I'm going to give myself an angle here so that I can get a little bit closer on the 15 because there's no reason to have a 7 or 8 foot shot down table when you don't need to. So I'm putting a little bit of high right on this. And by the way, if you're a beginner player, no reason to put the English on there. I put it on because I'm looking for precise position, but you don't need to get this type of position on this shot. Now I'm going to shoot this with a stun shot. It's about a four foot shot. I'm going to stun it. Cue ball is going to drift a little tiny bit to the right because this is not a straight in shot and I'll have the perfect angle on the 14 to get on the 11. Now we just come off the rail, tap it to get on the 11 ball. I'm going to shoot this with inside English so that I don't have to go around here and mess with these balls. I'm going to get down in this area so that I have an easy shot on the 10 ball that will put me on the 8. Now we're very straight in on this shot which is fine because you know what? Our eight ball is right there and we play our eight in the corner. We could have even gotten better position on this if I got better position on that 10 ball, but that's how easy it is when you don't misuse ball in hand. Okay, so here's the situation. You're playing nine ball and you've got this layout. If you're an advanced player, you're salivating because you know you're out. If you're an intermediate player, you might even think you're out. If you're a beginner player, you just want to make the one ball. You're going to be very happy. Now, where's the problem here? I need to get from the one to the two. This is what the advanced player is going to do. This shot is straight in to that corner pocket. I can't cheat the pocket. I can't go around the table. So I'm going to shoot a draw shot, bring that cue ball, all the way back down table. I'm going to use this two to get on the three, which is going to give me a natural on that five, and I'm going to be out. Now, this is the problem. The beginner player just wants to make the one in the corner pocket. Understandable. When you're a beginner, you just want to make a shot, and this is not an easy shot for a beginner. No matter how you want to lay him out, he's got a four or five foot shot down table, He's not happy. The intermediate player thinks he's going to shoot that draw shot. Well, here's the problem. He never shot it once in practice. I cannot start to tell you how many times I've seen, I've coached players who can't make a three foot draw shot, but suddenly in the game, they're going to be able to shoot it the length of the table and draw it back. The moral of the story is, if you could not dunk a basketball before the game, you're not going to dunk one during the game. Play within your capabilities. Don't go outside of what you're able to do. If you, if you are an intermediate player and you can't draw the cue ball from here, you're not going to draw it from here during your match. Stop playing outside of your capabilities. So what do you do? 
you might play a safety. You're going to end up playing a safety on this two ball anyway because you're not going to draw that ball back seven feet and you've never done it before. So look in terms of what's the best safety I can play, either on the one or after making the one on the two. Stay within what your abilities are. Get yourself to the practice table and learn the longer draw shot. But until you're there, don't try to shoot it during a match. Okay, gang, let's play a little eight ball and just run these low balls off however they land. And we're going to talk about the next issue. Our next issue is something that beginner players almost never have to worry about. But intermediate players and advanced players do this day and night. Now, what exactly is the problem? Playing way too fast. There is no way you can tell me that you had a plan for getting out on this rack when you shoot five or six balls in under a minute. You may get through the rack. You may run over and over again. And then what happens when you get a rack that takes a little bit of thought? You're still at that same pace. Slow down, take a look at the table, find your way through it so that you don't end up with some silly issue that's going to keep you from running out. Slow down. Last two items. Let's take a look. Bank shots are a lot of fun. You should practice them. You should feel comfortable with them. And on occasion, you should play them. Now, here's the problem. Bank shots are a low percentage shot for even the best players in the world. You can watch dozens of matches, nine ball matches, 10 ball matches, eight ball matches, you name it, and not see more than a couple bank shots the entire time. Even when the best bank, shoe, bank pool players in the world are playing those matches, you'll see them passing on bank shots because these are not high percentage shots for most players and they rather take a safety than to play a bank shot. So your last two items, avoid these difficult shots. Bank shots, combination shots. And the last item, play more safeties. Practice your safeties, think them through, avoid taking shots that are going to leave your opponent at the table 80, 90% of the time shooting because you missed. Keep these things in mind. We're all making these mistakes. We have those situations come up. Regardless of your rank, you've done something on this list probably within the last few months, if not in the last couple of days. Thanks for watching. Hit me in the comments. Let me know some of the rookie mistakes that you can think of that I didn't list in the video. And give us a thumbs up. Have a great day. Let's play it there. It's a low percentage shot, like I said. Let's play it here. Oh wait, I think I made it. Oh no, maybe not.
bank shots are crazy fun. And if you play bank pool or one pocket or any of those games, you need bank shots. But a rookie mistake, let's pretend I made it. Next item, take a look. Bank shots are fun to shoot. You should practice them. You shouldn't be afraid of them. You should even enjoy shooting them. But the rookie mistake is bank shots when it comes to shot selection. Too many rookie players, too many intermediate players play bank shots when they shouldn't be shooting it at all. Now, what do I mean by that? For even the best players, bank shots are low percentage shots. Thanks for watching. And don't forget to subscribe. Hit me in the comments and let me know what else, low percentage, what else you think rookies do that should be avoided. Have a great day. Hit that thumbs up button, by the way.